Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and a healthy and happy and wholesome and holy good evening to you. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, international church established in the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us, and we pray that you get are blessed by the service and you hear from the Lord and you agree with him. Amen. And you agree with him. We invite you to join us in our chat room and our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is miracleinternetchurch.com. miracleinternetchurch.com. Amen. Amen. Now, when the page comes up, On your laptop or your tablet, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When it changes again, sign in using one of the names on your birth certificate. Just one will do. And your greeting to the saints, and the saints will greet you in return. Amen? If you're on a cell phone, You may use your browser and find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When uh, the page comes up across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, and uh, the page will open up, and all the links will be there. So you may follow the previous instructions and we'll all be together in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise the Lord. I missed you on Wednesday, but I'm glad we're back together on Friday. Amen? Praise God for that. Amen. Praise God for that. Um, I must admit that sometimes pastor doesn't know how to stop going, but God knows what to do. So we want to thank the Lord for what God does. Amen? Amen. Pastor thinks she's supposed to go nonstop and chase the ever-ready bunny, but God doesn't think that. So we're going to do what God thinks, amen? Amen. So I'm so happy you had an opportunity uh, to listen to a message and enjoy yourself. I know that you enjoyed it because I enjoyed it myself. Amen? Amen. Also, uh, this month we're going to have Christmas. Amen. We're not doing what those other people are doing. We're celebrating the fact that our Savior came to earth as a human being, taught us how to live, how to fight, how to win, how to overcome, and how to be like him. Amen. Came to rescue us. We're celebrating. Amen. I am, and I hope that you are too. 
I don't know exactly what my celebration is going to look like, but I do know that I'm going to celebrate. Amen. No, he was not born on December 25th. And that's okay. Because as I said before, that means I can celebrate his birth every day of the year. Since I don't know which day it was, I can pick them all. And I hope you feel the same way. Amen? (laughs) Amen. So we're going to go before the Lord in prayer. I want to thank everyone who came up to pray beforehand for the services. It's very important. It helps me a lot. And believe it or not, it helps you too. Amen? It brings us together in unity before the throne of God, and God honors that. Amen. Pray that all is going well for you. And if you're finding some challenging times, just lean back on the Lord and let him take over when you give out. He wants to do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, the Bible says that God's word is our food for growth. God's word is our food for growth. I know we all like to eat, don't we? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for showering us that as we desire and drink the sincere milk of your word, we will grow spiritually. And you have given us all scripture by your inspiration, and we want to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. Yes, we want to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. We will study your word so that we will never need to be ashamed because we will know how to rightly divide your word of truth. As we walk in the light of your word, Father, we will meditate upon your precepts and give ourselves totally to them. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow up into Christ in all things. Amen. Father, we deeply desire to fully know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, so that we will be filled with all your fullness. Amen. We rejoice, O Lord, in the promise of your word that tells us that we will flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. We delight, dear Father, in your word. That's what we delight in, your word. And in your word, we will meditate day and night. We, You assure us that this will cause us to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, and whatever we do shall prosper. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Father, for helping us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power. Forevermore, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Saints, we're going to grow. Yes, we are. It may seem like the hill is high and our energy is low, but we're going to grow. Amen? We're going to grow. 
You know, there are times when we experience what we call disappointment. Things don't work out the way we planned. But God knows what to do. Amen. God knows what to do. He always has the answer that we need. But we need to seek his face, don't we? Yes, we do. So we're thankful to him that his way is the right way, and his way is the only way. Amen? So sometimes we find ourselves in a position that we think is a bit difficult, but God is going to use our difficult position to teach us something wonderful and to take out of us things that are not pleasing to him. That's right. God makes very good use. God is very efficient. Maybe you didn't notice that about him. But he can be very, very, very efficient. You will take, he'll take a situation and you'll think it's a complete disaster. And God will take that same situation to hull us out. Hull us out? Mm-hmm. You know what that means. You've done that before in the kitchen. That's right to take out of us things that are unwanted, unneeded, things that should have been gone long a t- long time ago, and usually it's some attitudes that's keeping him from doing in us what he wants to do. You know, it's it's not the tool you would have picked, but he saw that it was available and he grabbed it and went to work. That's our God. He's not going to let anything go to waste. Even the experiences that we have that we think are most distasteful, he will use them for our betterment. Amen? So when those situations come, don't get all bent out of shape. There's just no point to that. There's no point in getting mad at people because God may have used them for just that purpose. You know, I have this friend I haven't been in contact with him for many, many years. He was working on this ministry staff, and his part of the ministry was hustling and bustling and moving and growing. And he went in uh, to the uh, leaders' meeting, and they had been praying. And they said, Brother, we have sought the Lord repeatedly on this matter, and he said that we need to let you go. And he just couldn't believe it. He was in complete shock. He was angry. He was upset. He was frustrated. And this and this and this and this and this and that and on and on it went. But they were right. God did tell him that. And so he got mad at God. Well, now that didn't work out too well, not that part. But as he stopped trying to steer his own life and he relinquished his idea of power and control, God began to show him a part of his ministry that he wanted to start. See, God had more work for him to do. But God couldn't get him to let go of what he was doing long enough to start the other. Huh. How about that? God has a better idea. Who would ever thought of it, okay? So now, if you find yourself in a pickle, turn your pickle over to Jesus. Amen? He 
he knows exactly what to do. Let him be in charge and not you. It'll probably come out better. Amen? God allows pickles in our lives. Why? Because we think we are doing the right thing. We are making the donuts, making the donuts. Okay, but now God's ready for you to do something else. And he can't get your hand off of making the donuts. Well, he'll help you. (laughs) It may seem strange, but he will help you. Amen? So, when you get a pickle, learn to to share it with Jesus. And it will go much better in the end. Amen? And you'll probably learn some things that you never knew before about yourself, and about the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, surrender just works miracles. It really does. Some humility, some loneliness of heart and mind, and some surrender will just work miracles. You just wouldn't believe. Amen, it's so. I've tried it. And I know it's so. Amen? You know, we've been talking about this transformation and this change that God wants to bring in our lives. He wants us to get rid of all those wicked ways that have been in his way for years. So let's go on with it. Let's get on with it. Amen? Let's get on with it. He wants us to get rid of attitudes and dispositions and mindsets that we have depended on and built our lives around that are getting in his way, and he wants them gone. And that's, you know, sometimes it's only one way to get your hands off. He's got to peel your hand off the thing, you know? And so, okay, so he has to go that way. So, all right, it's going to be all right. You just have to let God be in control. You can't drive in the driver's seat. God doesn't have a co-pilot. He's he's all. He's our all and all. He does not have a co-pilot. Amen? Amen. So that's the way it works. We lean and depend on Jesus not our own understanding. Remember the Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7? That's the way this works. Amen? Amen. And sometimes we need to come out of what we've been thinking. We need a new perspective. Sometimes we need to admit our own faults, our own failures, and our own weaknesses. Sometimes we need to do that. It's called truth. Amen? It's called truth. And he works in God is truth. He works with truth. And when we decide to agree with truth, we're agreeing with him. Amen? Amen. It works just fine. Still in our corner, he's still on our side, he's rooting for us too. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is a great day in the kingdom. 
Amen? No matter what's going on. It's a great day in the kingdom. Amen it is. It really is. Amen. What we think is our worst day in Christ is a lot better than when we were out in the world, not knowing left from right or up from down. Amen. At least we got over that hump. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Maybe you're not as happy about being saved as I am, but I'm completely ecstatic. Amen. When you look back at who you used to be and you realize how far God has brought you, you should be ecstatic too. Amen. Amen. You used to actually be crazy. Now you have the mind of Christ. That's wonderful. Amen? You can actually think straight now. Before you couldn't. You were in confusion. That's a blessing. You know, remember the saints used to sing this song about count your blessings, name them one by one. It's not to put you to sleep. It's to get you to rejoice in the Lord because it doesn't matter if things went different from the way you planned. God has a better plan. Let him work his plan. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I have this friend from childhood, and when her dad died, She wouldn't listen to the advice that I gave her. And the advice that I gave her was to take some time off work. And she had time. I mean, she had years saved up. Take off some time. Sit down and allow your emotions sort of to coalesce. Allow all of this that's going on, that's happening so fast, Allow it to find its right place in you. But no, not her. She was one of them, I got to make the donuts, people. So she didn't listen to me. So one day she woke up. I asked God to teach her a lesson because she just thought she had it all, you know, going on. She woke up one morning and she couldn't move. And I knew what had happened. God intended to get her attention. There wasn't a thing wrong with her body. It was something wrong with her disobedience, though. Amen? God will get your attention. He's been trying to wave you down in the horn, and you're still running. Like, are you going to ever listen? I'm trying to get your attention. Well, he'll get it. You might not like the way he does it. But after all, he's God, and he's never wrong. So give him your attention. It'll be better. It'll be better. Yes, it will. Amen. So how did I get on this? I don't know. I just got there. So we were going to have Christmas every day, right? Well, good. It doesn't mean that you have to run out and buy a gift every day, unless that's what you want to do. You can just rejoice in the Lord that he actually did come. 
and that you have the benefit of his coming. Just think about it. There are people in the world today and descendants of people that were here when he came that still do not enjoy the benefits of him having come. But you're enjoying the benefits, and that should make a difference in your heart and in your mind and in your life. There are people who are living now who are the descendants of people that were here when Jesus walked the earth as a human that still are not enjoying the benefits of him coming. But you are. You are. That's a miracle. Amen? That's a miracle. Appreciative of everything the Lord does in your life, even if it tastes like a sour pickle. Amen? Be appreciative because God always knows what's best for us. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. So, what was I going to say, Lord? Oh, I was going to tell them about this. <sighs> well, tonight we're we're going to talk about something a little differently. We're, we're going to look at it from another point of view. We're going to talk about it. Our featured song is Psalm 101. Our verse for meditation comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6. And our featured ebook is Blocking the Holy Spirit Bible Study. Amen? Amen. Our featured psalm is Psalm 101. Our verse for meditation comes from John chapter 14, verse 6. And our featured ebook is Blocking the Holy Spirit Bible Study. Amen. So we all need to get caught up on our reading. Praise the Lord. You know, it's sometimes, saints, you need to sit down and take stock of how much the Lord is doing in you. You know, as as we go through our daily things, God is working on us, in us, on the inside. He's working down in there. But sometimes we have to be still and let him do his work. We can't get in the way. And some of us don't know how to stay out of the way. The Holy Spirit said, say that again. Sometimes when God is working on us, we have to be still and we cannot get in the way. Some of us don't know how to stay out of the way. And we just don't. We've never had that. We're always in the middle of everything. Well, God has a solution for that, too. Amen? You know, gradually, over time, God brings us closer to himself and causes us to display more of his character. But we have to yield to the process. 
and it doesn't always feel so good. But nonetheless, we should know deep in our hearts that he loves us more than our uncomfortable situation. Feelings can't be greater than our God. Amen? How we feel at the moment cannot be greater than our Jesus. That's right, because our Jesus loves us more than any feeling we have ever had. And sometimes we need to think about that. We need to think about that. We're feeling this in the, at the moment. You know, that's what we feel. But he loves us far beyond any of those feelings. When we don't feel a thing, he loves us far beyond any of that. So we can't rest on our feelings because feelings change. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, when we have situations, sometimes our hearts get broken. Well, there's a solution. Jesus mends the broken heart. That's right. If you want yours mended, you'll have to visit with Jesus. Sometimes we want to have some self-pity, but Jesus doesn't come to pity parties. You're going to have to get into the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Okay, so that means you need to pivot. Sometimes we start mourning over situations, and when he's had enough of that, he'll tell you to quit. (laughs) All right? Sometimes we sit there and listen to the devil And we get into depression. And then we get into, I wish I could have, would have, should have, and I think maybe I could have, but I didn't realize that I should have. You know, we just need to cut that out, okay? It it, it doesn't produce anything worthwhile. It doesn't bring the God solution. Amen? It just doesn't bring the God solution. We need to let that part go. Because it's not going to bring what God wants to bring. Don't turn down that road. It's a dead end. Amen. That road is a dead end. Don't go down there. Amen. Just leave it right there. Just leave it right there because that's not your road. That's not on your map and the Holy Spirit didn't take you down there. You did that. So you come out of that and you get back on the road with the Lord. Amen. Just cut that part out. And for those who happen to think that suicide is what they ought to do, uh, slap yourself twice and say, look, cut it out. I'm here to live. That's why I'm here, because I'm supposed to live. And it's still a great day in the kingdom. Let me explain a little bit of what has happened to me in the past week through a set of circumstances that actually can't take any credit for. Um, A certain amount, a few hundred dollars have disappeared. That means somebody stole them, okay? 
And so I'm going through the process of having my of getting myself refunded and trying to get the situation straightened out. It has not made me happy. I must say that. You know, I'm human just like you are. However, I came to a point that I realized what God was doing with that situation. He was using it to show me an old quality, an old attitude that came out of my family line that I didn't want. And I had informed him I didn't want that. And when I realized that that's what was really moving this whole thing, that's why I was where I was. When I said it out loud to him and I said, I know where this comes from. It comes from blah, 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 blah. It was gone. I told it to get out and it could never come back. It was gone. That was it. But it took me a while to figure that out. So I'm saying all of that to say this. As God takes you through whatever it is you're going through, because all of us go through something, let him use it the way he wants to use it in your life, to accomplish what he wants it to accomplish. Don't try to dictate to him how to do it. He's God. You're not. You just obey. You trust and obey. Amen? Let him use it in your life the way he wants to use it. Amen? He's the potter. Let's just be the clay. Because that's about all we can do anyway. Amen? Amen. So everybody's got situations. And some of us are going to go visit biological and married relatives. And some of us are not looking forward to it. And some of us are. But I would suggest to you that you surrender that time and yourself to the Lord and ask him to use it to his glory. That's a better way. That way, you're not wearing it. You're just flowing with him. If he doesn't open your mouth, that means your mouth is supposed to be closed. Amen? You don't have to wear it. He's taking you. It's a lot better that way. It really is. Surrender that time as an offering to the Lord. And whatever it is he will have you to do or to be, surrender that as an offering as well. And then leave it up to God. Isn't that wonderful? I think so. I hope you do too. There, There's all kinds of offerings we can give the Lord. And sometimes the offering we need to give is ourselves. Amen. Amen. I knew there was something else I was supposed to say. So we're going to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not unto our own understanding. In all of our ways we will acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. And we won't be such know-it-alls. We won't be wise in our own eyes. We'll fear the Lord and depart from evil. Amen. Amen. Praise God.
Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I can remember times in life where I knew I had to go places. And I didn't, I, I wasn't too anxious to go. Mm-hmm, go to this. You know how it is. But I found a better way in Christ. I gave it as an offering. And that way I got to enjoy it. Yes. All right. I got to enjoy it. God wants us to enjoy this life. It's not supposed to be drudgery all the time. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Amen? Amen. So you're facing something you think is unpleasant? Give it to the Lord as an offering. Submit yourself as an offering. Amen? That's what Isaac did. And so then... God gets what he wants, whatever that happens to be. And sometimes what he wants is you. Amen? I hope God bless you with that. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we want to thank you for the armor of God, every piece. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. We want to thank you that we're the head and not the tail, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. Amen? Thank you, Lord. We thank you and praise you for the armor that you have provided for us to dress in. We're covered. You are a shepherd, and we shall not want. You supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory, And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we cast all of our cares upon you because we know you love us and care for us. Therefore, we will cast down all of those dumb imaginations that we have had that we shouldn't have entertained to begin with. Amen? We'll cast them all down. We'll bind that up, Lord. And we'll bring them into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We're going to stop letting the devil put dumb thoughts in our heads that we know are not right. We're going to say, no, devil, I bind that, and I bind you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. Pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver 
cord and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks and their witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, thieves, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital technology demons and their attacks. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demonic attack that comes through an animal. Yeah, the devils use animals too. And we bind them off of our property in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them to come on our property in the name of Jesus. We send them right back where they came from, and we bind the spirits in them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, Kundalini brainwashing spirits and their attacks, all the psychic abilities of Kundalini. We bind in the name of Jesus. We close every third eye in Jesus' holy name. We bind all water, marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, Unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits, all seducing and womanizing spirits, sorcery devils and their attacks, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks, all targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons, and their attacks, all microwave attacks and debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us to fight. We bind hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything coming off a satellite, everything coming from what we refer to as outer space, everything being used against us as a weapon from beyond the veil in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you release your forces against them in the name of Jesus Christ and cause your forces to prevail in the name of Jesus. All demons out there in orbits, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. The illegal use of any planet. Father, we thank you for that. We return to sender all beings sent against us as weapons in Jesus' name. Underwater, in the airwaves and in the bush, we bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse web microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, unresolved emotional trauma, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, 
binding all vibrations which are demons. Thank you, Lord. Binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind 5G and all other frequencies. We bind EMF attacks. We bind false flags in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything coming from the heavenlies sent against us as a weapon. We bind its work in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send it back where from whence it came in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the illegal manipulation of the weather in Jesus' name. We appeal to the righteous judge, and we ask for his adjudications on such in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. Pushing back against the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Pushing back against the enemy. We bind the attack on the sound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every attack on the sound, and we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it back. Father, we ask you to amplify the attack as it goes back in the name of Jesus, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus, thank you. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. Hallelujah. All 5G and its components and its ill works on the human body. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Greenland, Alaska, and points, beyond, Ricca de la brisa la de la sonda la brisa de 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 la de la
in the name of Jesus. We bind Zeus in Jesus' name. And all the war demons in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the military-industrial complex with their greed, seeking to make money off death and suffering. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind the culture of corruption. Worldwide, we bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in, the, in our culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog. And every abomination that has been committed, we bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spatters in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. Spirits of infirmity supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, Monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divine, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, clamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. Return to sender in Jesus' name. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling, and the satellites against the website and the app in Jesus' name, binding all abortions as a magical ritual in the name of Jesus, and that blood may not be used as a blood sacrifice for the enemy. We thank you, Lord, returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and such, returning all tribal witchcraft, 
from whence they came, returning all Chaldean witchcraft from whence it came, returning all Spanish witchcraft from the witchcraft worker in the name of Jesus Christ, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding on magical language, magic sign, magical patterns, and even numbering, binding synchrony in Jesus' name, binding and caging, Poseidon and all other underwater devils and stripping them of their crowns and powers, binding all conjurations and summonings of demons in Jesus' name, and returning it from whence it started in the name of Jesus Christ, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, and potions. Thank you, Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, all against Jesus Christ's ideologies and doctrines and teachings, all Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, you're bound in Jesus' name, binding lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, and we strip them of their powers in the name of Jesus Christ, sending them into this spiritual cage, into the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name, and drug sacrifices. We bind those too. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, unyielding, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. Thank you, Jesus. Binding Belial. Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, in the name of Jesus. We chain you all with eternal chains under darkness and send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, 
vow, pledge, or a pact in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry. We bind their charters in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their charters and the power that it gives them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their charter in the name of Jesus. We bind the rituals of the secret society in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of the sins. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We cut ourselves free from every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, and power in Jesus' name. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind the rituals of every secret society. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we lift up to you all of the blood that's being shed over in the Middle East right now. Forbid the enemy from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus from using that shed blood for any sacrifice or any ritual. Satan can't have that blood. We take it from him in the name of Jesus. We take it from it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift John up to you, and we ask you to give him the will to live. Hey! We bind the work of the devil, interfering in Jesus' name. 
We forbid the enemy to attempt to steal his life in Jesus' name. His mother has a holy promise in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for honoring your word. You said, and great shall be the peace of our children. Lord, we plead the, uh, the blood of Jesus over John's life right now. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Hey, we bind suicide in Jesus' name. We bind stubbornness in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind bullheadedness in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, as you have promised, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Lord, that entity that keeps trying to steal his life, we place that entity in the hand of God, the Holy Spirit, and your holy angels. We thank you for the outcome, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we cut ourselves free from every devil that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us in Jesus' name. And we cut John free from stealing devils that would attempt to steal his life in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over demons coming through the phones and over the computer lines. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the and Palestine and kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted or have been left behind uh, in some place like Afghanistan or some other place, Father, in the January 6th prisoners. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord. Father, we Father, right now, we, 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 we break through what we usually do. And we lift up John's soul to you. Hey, 
Okay, saints, we're going for a soul right now, right now, right now. We're going after a soul. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift John's soul before you, Lord God. And Jesus has already died for that soul. Father, we remit his sins and the sins of his ancestors in Jesus' name. We ask for the mercy of God upon his life right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to rescue him from his enemies in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you to save his soul. We ask you to deliver him, Lord. Father, we ask that you speak to him and give him a chance to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, surround him with your angels, your warring angels, to war over his soul in the name of Jesus Christ. Let their swords never stop moving. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the blood. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. We give you the praise. This is your hands now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Amen. Father, we cover ourselves and our mode of transportation, whatever it may be, even if it's skipping, in the blood of Jesus. And we take authority, dominion, and power over animals that come to attack us, that come to do evil on our property, they come to trespass, that work against us in any way. We bind them, the spirit that's in them, the spirit that sent them in the name of Jesus. And we forbid them to come on our property in the name of Jesus. They are forbidden. All of those in that that fly in the airwaves that mean us no good. Father, we give all of our enemies into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all demons, all dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anything trying to pry into our dreams or our sleep and take advantage of us, 
We bind you. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us, Father, with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring linking angels, your praising angels in Jesus' name. We pull out every voodoo pen. Yes, we do. Every place where there is pain and it ought not to be any. We pull it out. Send it back in the name of Jesus. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft. This is being sent to us, and we send it back in the name of Jesus. It's not ours. It's not in Christ, so it's not ours. Ooh. We undo and destroy silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, tax, leagues, and all forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We sever any form of agreement that John has with the demonic realm in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. We break and destroy the power of all curses, vexes, hexes, charms, love spells, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, death spirits, bewitchment, potions, jinxes, mind control, sorcery, magic, sickness, torment, pain, destruction, incense and candle burning, incantation, root works, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals and sins, we bind witchcraft in the hospitals in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over all witchcraft done in the hospitals, done by agents of Satan. We bind their witchcraft to them in the name of Jesus Christ. We return spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We send back spirits of blindness, bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate. We break every yoke that's not of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus Christ and self-mutilation. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus. Come out of God's people right now in Jesus' name. Victory in Jesus. We release over Miracle Internet Church victory in Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen to your Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's see. Where am I? I hear it. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. So tonight, we're going to talk about the meekness of wisdom, the meekness of wisdom. We're going to talk about the meekness of wisdom. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, meekness conveys a sense of understatement, a presentation which is not overly intense or stirringly dramatic, not a combative approach, suitable yet unpretentious, comfortable yet unpretentious. Meekness speaks of how we treat others. Forbearing and understanding, even when we are learning to relate. Even when we are learning to relate. You know, say, whenever you hit a hard place, that's a great time to begin to thank and praise the Lord for what he has done for your soul. Whenever you hit a hard place and they are a part of life, that's a great time to begin to thank and praise the Lord for what he has done for your soul. Amen? That's a great time. If you forgot about it all those other times, now's the time to remember. This is the time to thank and praise the Lord for what he has done for your soul. Yes, it is. Now, some may be wondering, well, who is lowly and humble? Well, those who indeed do recognize their intense need for God and those who fully depend on the Lord rather than depending on themselves. I'll give you that again. Who is lowly and humble? Those who indeed do recognize their intense need for God and those who fully depend on the Lord rather than depending on themselves. You know, saints, uh, we like to call ourselves using what the world says is conventional wisdom. We make decisions based on how we've been trained in life. We decide that it's time to do certain things and have certain provisions and allocations in our lives because we decide that that's the wise thing to do. But I want you to remember something. God says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways than our ways. He doesn't use conventional wisdom. He is God. And what most of us don't understand 
in the early years of our walk with the Lord is that we need shift. We need to shift from not depending on what is called conventional wisdom, but rather depending on our Jesus, who is our wisdom. We grow up being taught to depend on conventional wisdom. That's how we're brought up. That's how we're taught. That's how we're trained. So we think that that's what we're supposed to do. But God says that he has been made wisdom to us. So we need to shift from conventional wisdom to Jesus Christ. You might have to let that sink in for a while. Because we have been trained this way. School has trained us this way. If you went to college or tech, they trained you that way. But God always has a higher way and a better way. He is the one who knows the end from the beginning. And we must learn to shift from depending on what we have always known and how we've been trained and how we've been raised and how we were brought up to doing God's way. God's thoughts are so much higher than ours. And we must learn to lean and depend on him. Yes, it is a process. Sometimes not such a pleasant one, but it's a necessary process for holy survival. Amen? Amen. There are going to be blanks that God doesn't fill in in the first 10 years of our walk with him. He'll fill them in when it ought to be done. You know, God has this way of doing things when it needs to be done. We want God to do things when we think he ought to do them, but he doesn't work that way. Time, it's no need to do it. But when the time is right, When the season is right, that's when God does it. Amen? It takes a while to get your mind unwrapped from how it's always been trained and programmed and to allow God to lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen? Amen. We're going to find out the things that we learned from our families, from our culture group, as we were growing up, in our experiences in life, they don't hold any weight with God. Amen? 
And yes, God will make you wait to hear from him. You've got to be trained. His angels don't move till he tells them to. Amen. That's the way it works in heaven. He says, on earth as it is in heaven, his angels don't move till he tells them to. It doesn't matter what they're doing in the Middle East. His angels don't move till he tells them to. You'll get that one day. Amen? Instead of the saint being the source of their own strength, instead of you leaning on all that you've learned, I got this because this goes like this. You put this first, this next, this next, and that's how it works. Instead of the saint being the source of their own strength, they continually learn to rest in and to rely on God. Being meek does not mean weakness or a pushover. It does not mean passivity or becoming a doormat. But it does mean that saints behave with goodness and kindness, with strength serenity, a righteous self-worth, and self-control. It means that saints behave with goodness and kindness, with strength, serenity, a righteous self-worth, and self-control. This attribute is very much counter to our culture. This attribute is very much the opposite of our culture. It releases an honorable dignity from deep within us. In the life of a saint, we maintain an attitude of heart in a willingness to accept and to submit without resistance to the will and desire of our God. In the life of a saint, we maintain an attitude of heart in a willingness to accept and to submit without resistance to the will and desire of our God. As we grow in the Lord, we learn to relate with others with a gentle disposition and with patience. Saints, don't be afraid to allow the lover of your soul to dismantle you 
that he might rebuild you into his peculiar treasure. Our Lord is not easily discouraged as we are. He has a perseverance born of loyalty and faithfulness to you. He will not cease to beckon to you or get to give up because you are too afraid to try. Maybe I should say that again. He will not cease to beckon to you or will nor will he give up because you are too afraid to try. Each saint must decide what our experience with the Lord will be. We answer by the distance which we keep ourselves from him. Although our trust in him is not as complete As we might think, we will find him to be unexpectedly different if we welcome his friendship and value his nearness. More seasoned saints testify that life with the Lord changes dramatically. When we allow for the intrusion of intimacy, when we allow for the intrusion of intimacy that brings nearness to its starting block. Starting block? Yes. Every Olympian knows what starting blocks are. You go there if you plan to run the race. Whether you're doing a triathlon or you're running the 50-yard dash, starting block is a good place to begin. This is not a battle with our Lord. This is a battle in which we allow our false fronts to fade away. You know, those false fronts that we throw up as shields whenever fear or apprehension or anxiety or intimidation or stress or anything that's unknown to us shows up. In this battle, we stop hiding behind our own insecurities. In this battle, we stop hiding behind our own insecurities. Your Lord awaits your seeking him with a gentle and entreating heart. We need to welcome him 
and to desire his presence. We need to welcome him and to desire his presence. Psalm 50, verse 15. Psalm 50, verse 15. Psalm 50, verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Call upon me in the day of trouble, he said. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. You see, child of God, the spirit of truth is here to help you to see yourself honestly. Not to harm you nor embarrass you. So draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Then and only then will you discover that the Spirit's persistence in showing you who you really are brings the ultimate release and peace that you have been seeking all your life. All right, I said it too fast. Then and only then will you discover that the Spirit's persistence in showing you who you really are brings the ultimate relief and peace you have been seeking all your life. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Saints, we must come to receive the Holy Spirit as our friend. Yes, we must acknowledge that he is indeed our This new truthfulness, truthfulness, full of truth. This new truthfulness affirms the wisdom of knowing as well as admitting your limitations. That's something to ponder. In this new truthfulness, you get to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. No shadow boxing is allowed. 
In truth, we confess and take responsibility for our own failures and our own sins. In truth, we confess and take responsibility for our own failures and our own sins. Yes, this is a step experiencing genuineness with the Lord. This is a step, a vital and important step in experiencing genuineness with the Lord. It is in this step that we come to see how much we need our Savior to overcome sin. You know God has asked, how long will it be before you choose to humble yourself before me? I'm waiting. Amen. It is in this step that we receive strength and encouragement and grace to do what we are called to do. You know, we have this bad habit in life sometimes. Sometimes this can be a detrimental habit that we develop in trying to live our lives so that we meet the expectations and demands of others. Yet, we don't walk in truth. What do you mean? We're not allowing ourselves to be fully who God intended for us to be because we are allowing ourselves to be molded according to somebody else's imagination and dream of who we ought to be. We're not being genuine nor authentic. And when we are not, we have lied to ourselves. Hmm. So, saints, when we permit the removal of our outer shell of hardness and self-sufficiency, and we permit the Holy Spirit to draw us closer to the Lord, we can hear the wisdom of our Lord. You know, some of us, to tell you the truth, we're adults. And we have spent the majority of our lives trying to live up to somebody else's dream of who they thought we ought to be. I believe it's time to go to the Lord and tell the truth. I believe time to go to the Lord and tell the truth. Amen. 
Everybody has this idea of who they think we ought to be. But we need to become free to become who God intended and designed us to be from the beginning, from the foundation of the world. Amen. And it is true. So, saints, when we permit the removal of our outer shell of hardness and self-sufficiency, we permit the Holy Spirit to draw us closer to the Lord, and we can hear the wisdom of our Lord. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, and verse 13. How be it when he the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. Well, now, if he's guiding, you have to follow his instruction. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Even though some of us must understand that God uses preaching to get our attention. He does not broadcast the intimate details of our lives. Aren't we glad? Those who choose to welcome the intimacy of the Holy Spirit find that he is wonderfully compassionate and discreet. He is willing to work with you as you discover your own weaknesses and hidden sin. And hidden sin. Psalm 51, verse 6. Psalm 51, Verse 6, Psalm 51, verse 6. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Thou desirest truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. But we have to be open to receive it, saints. When a saint will not deal directly with the Holy Spirit in the personal and yet critical issues of life, God sends others to expose these hidden hindrances to progress. Yes, God sends others to expose these hidden hindrances to progress. 
surely he does. You said, really? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Numbers. Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23. Numbers chapter 32, verse 23. Numbers chapter 32, verse 23. The Bible says this. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. And be sure your sin will find you out. These persons are usually far less tolerant and loving than our Lord by design. Don't bother to be upset with them. Really? Yes, it's important, you see. We all have to learn how to receive constructive criticism, even if we don't like the way it sounds. That's part of the growing up process. Mm-hmm. See, we had to learn that if they don't make the mashed potatoes the way your your mom and your grandma did, doesn't mean they weren't still mashed potatoes and they weren't still good for you. Well, God has people that will say things to you in a way that will irritate you, and it's by his divine design. Mm-hmm. You see, God is doing what it takes to get your undivided attention and to call you to true repentance. God is doing what it takes to get your undivided attention and to call you to true repentance. Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 12 beginning with verse 1. 2 Samuel, chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. 2 Samuel, chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan to David. And he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd, 
to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives unto thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. God is doing what it takes your undivided attention and call you to true repentance. Remember now, he can take a serpent and turn it into a rod of correction. You see, he has tried a softer approach, but you refuse to yield. So then, these attributes now become blessed attributes to the wise of heart and the humble of spirit. This love is never so clearly seen as when God begins to work in your heart to show you who you truly are. The Holy Spirit's burden is for you because it is obvious that you don't truly know yourself. Yes, yes, we all have pictures and patterns by which we measure ourselves. But the Spirit of Truth uncovers many of them for what they are. They are lies. Lies that have been enslaving us for many years. These lies, a.k.a. deception, are keeping us from our true source who will catapult us into our destiny. So, as the spirit of truth begins by gently questioning our own picture of ourselves. You know, saints, you've heard him before. You'll hear things like this. Why do you keep expecting to fail? Why? Why do you keep expecting to fail? Or... Don't you understand that God is your heavenly father and he formed you to be like him and to share his ability? Or 
you are not insignificant as you judge yourself to be. Neither were you made to stumble and fall. Or God created you to flourish, prosper, and succeed like he does. Or you only fail because you will not admit your need of God. Or God designed you to accomplish everything he planned for your life. Or you are his precious masterpiece, carefully fashioned and precisely formed to do exactly what your destiny requires. See, Saint? See? But God, watch out, watch out, watch out. Here comes the mouth, the mouth. It's coming, it's coming. You say, me, a masterpiece? So God, you're trying to tell me that I am your masterpiece, created precisely and intentionally to do what you want? Some masterpiece I am. Why, just this week, I, but God, then a firm restraining finger is placed across your lips to stop your runoff of put down, which you think are the real you. Yes, heaven knows how frequently you dwell on your mistakes and the smallness of who you think you are. Your idea of smallness is due to your own flawed perspective. Value is a judgment. It is not a judgment of accomplishment, but rather of possibility. Smallness is of no effect when God enters your life. You have homework. Your first homework assignment is to recast this broadcast. Your second homework assignment is to read Judges chapter 6 through Judges chapter 8, verse 23. I'll say that again. Your second homework assignment is to read Judges chapter 6 through to Judges chapter 8, verse 20, to recast this broadcast in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.
praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for this word tonight. It was penetrating, Lord. It penetrated into places that we don't necessarily want to look at. But you're gracious and you're kind and you love us. And you will bring our attention to that that we prefer to overlook when you're trying to get us to grow. We humble ourselves before you, and we thank you for your loving correction in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen, saints. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. God. Area code 952, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor Sabrina. Hi, Saints. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great in the spirit. <laughs> great in the spirit. Um, did you get something in the mail? Yes, I did. Thank you. Oh, okay. There's another one coming. Oh, okay. There's another one coming. And um, I supposed to go in for a, a pre-op surgery on the next week, and I just want prayer for that and okay prayer to trust every i try whenever i the enemy knows my buttons this message is so for me tonight you know when i decide okay lord i'm gonna trust i'm gonna trust there's someone comes and they totally betrays that trust and even steal from you (laughs) and they're supposed to be working Helping you. That is kind of hard to swallow, but I had to swallow it and not get angry and ask God to give me grace and just zip my lip. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I pray for those two things. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that on the night that you were betrayed, Lord Jesus, you took what we call Holy Communion. And that's what you want us to do. You want us to forgive, and you want us to enter into agreement with you in Holy Communion. We want to thank you, Lord, that life is full of uncovering and full of truth coming forward. You won't let us stay blind and ignorant to the wickedness around us. You will uncover it and show us what the truth really is. And we have to thank you that, 
for that, Lord, because in that truth, you are protecting us and defending us. Yes. You Thank are protecting you. us and defending us. Yes, we are temporarily disappointed and hurt. We hand to you our hurt feelings and our disappointments, and we ask for your healing. But we thank you for the knowledge and the understanding so that now we know what is actually in that vessel, and we will no longer expect it to be what it is not. Yeah, thank you. We will no longer tell ourselves, oh, this is this and this is that. No, we're not deceived anymore. We see clearly yeah. now what we did yeah. not see before. Yeah. So, Father, we, we lift up to you the betrayers in our lives and the liars and the deceivers. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Because you died for the betrayers, too. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We ask you to save their souls, if that's possible. Yes. And if not, that's between you and them. Yes, Lord. We thank you, and we give you praise. Praise. 
We give you, you glory and honor for, for the praise report, yes. for the yes. good report, Father. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you. You said if we asked for your spirit, you would not give us a servant. So we thank you, Lord, for filling her with your spirit and with your power and strength. Enable her to witness, Father, while she is there. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. I see that. Amen. Amen. I receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, saints. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, all right. Let me do that. Okay, that's better. Amen you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's see here. All right. Uh-huh. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Allison Felix is speaking out about the changes that are needed in the medical community to ensure pregnant women of color receive proper care and advice. The 38-year-old Olympic gold medalist previously opened up about receiving preeclampsia diagnosis in 2018 before she gave birth to her daughter Cameron. She became an advocate for black moms after her traumatic birth experience, she told Today in 2020, and has continued to address the black maternal mortality crisis following the death of her relay teammate, Tori Bowie, in May. During a sit-down with Kristen Welker on Meet the Press, December 3rd, Felix discussed the ways the medical community has failed women of color, particularly black women who are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. When she was pregnant, Felix said she was not aware of the higher rates of childbirth complications that affect women of color. I felt like I should have known that I was at risk, she said. I felt like I should have been told the signs to look for. Instead, I wasn't. I didn't know what preeclampsia was. I didn't understand that the swelling in my feet is not just simply a sign of pregnancy, but could be preeclampsia. Amen. I understand about that. And so I felt like I had a great medical care, but that's not always enough. According to Cleveland Clinic, preeclampsia is a serious blood pressure condition that can develop during pregnancy. She told Welker that she wishes her doctor would have shared more signs and symptoms to be aware of and advised her to monitor her blood pressure. 
The retired athlete said she had never heard of preeclampsia until her diagnosis. Felix recalled her frightening delivery in 2018, describing her preeclampsia as severe. They were in constant worry of me having a stroke, of my vision being lost, she revealed. I went from being admitted to the hospital and being told that our goal was to stay there for another two weeks to try to stay pregnant, and I delivered later that night. She continued, and so it was a very quick progression, but I know that if I did not deliver, myself or my baby or both of us wouldn't have made it. Teammates also battled childbirth complications. Bowie, who was anchored, who anchored the U.S. women's 100-meter relay team with Felix, Tiana Bartoletta, and English Gardner was found dead inside a Florida home on May 2nd at the age of 32. The three-time Olympic medalist was about eight months pregnant at the time of her death. An autopsy report from Florida's Orange County Medical Examiner's Office confirmed Bowie was undergoing labor or crowning at the time of her death and listed respiratory distress and eclampsia as other possible complications, according to NBC News. Felix said her friend's death was absolutely devastating and brought conversations about the ongoing maternal mortality crisis back to the forefront. This is the reality of black women giving birth in America, Felix said, and there are so many situations that are like this. And so I hate that it takes such a devastating loss to bring it back to the forefront. But it also is just a motivation that we have to do better. The decorated Olympian also had a message for the medical community. There needs to be more implicit bias training. There are countless stories of women not being heard when they are in the delivery room and at doctor's appointments. I don't think you should have to be prepared to advocate for yourself, she pointed out. She said it can be intimidating for women to speak up to doctors who think they know best. Felix said policy change is important too. I think we just have to remember these stories, these people, and not be detached from that as well, she added. Well, I have my own personal story about preeclampsia. I had a college friend, who's still my friend, and uh, I was in her wedding. And after she got married, shortly after that, her one of her older sisters was pregnant. And uh, they already had one daughter, and they were going to deliver another child. Well, what actually happened was uh, the doctor, in doing a C-section on the older sister, 
And early in the hours of the morning, the nurse came in, and both the sister and the unborn child were dead. It happened within 30 minutes of time. She came in and checked her pressure at one point, and 30 minutes later, they were both dead. So when I saw this, I had a chat with the Lord. Because you see, when these kinds of situations occur, it affects a wide range of people. It meant that my friend's mother had to move from Florida to Ohio to help her son-in-law raise her granddaughter. And various other changes had to take place. It meant that I had to choose to go to Texas to minister to my friend because she was pregnant when that happened. And she was having all kinds of problems, all kinds of emotions, all kinds of feelings because of what had happened to her sister. And I had to minister to the child she'd just given birth to. Because later on, he developed a problem from the vaccine that they gave him, the shots they gave him. And a fluid began to accumulate on his brain. So you see, there are all kinds of situations that come when health issues are not properly addressed. Amen? I want you to think about that. It's not just a story about these ladies. This is a very rampant thing. And some of you go, well, I never heard of that before. And they hadn't heard of it either. And that was my introduction to preeclampsia. Amen? So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The pharmaceutical industry wants nothing more than to put an end to one of the, its biggest competitors, vitamins and supplements. They've been trying for years to do it, but now they're pulling out the stops to make it happen now to safeguard your access to supplements. One of the latest attempts to thwart your ability to access nutritional supplements comes in the form of draft legislation that would require pre-market approval for dietary supplements. In short, it would require supplements, which are food, to undergo the same approval process as drugs. In the past, the drug industry and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has tried to ban certain supplements, including vitamin B6 and N-acetylcysteine, by reclassifying them as drugs. You know, there's a lot of ways to lie if that's what you're determined to do. Another strategy the drug industry has been using to gain a monopoly over the supplement industry is to buy up supplement brands. 
just 14 mega corporations, many of them drug companies, now own more than 100 of the most popular brands on the market. This monopoly over the supplement industry gives drug companies enormous regulatory influence, and that's a way by which they could eliminate independent supplement makers who can't afford to put their products through the drug approval process. Indeed, it seems that the Durbin-Braun pre-market approval proposal, that's what it's trying to accomplish. Take action to protect widespread access to dietary supplements. Contact your senators and urge them to oppose the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022 and its inclusion in the FDA Safety Landmark Advancements Act. Alexis Baden-Mayer, political director for the Organic Consumers Association, interviews Gretchen DeBoe, the executive and legal director for the Alliance for Natural Health, who in addition to being a lawyer also has a master's degree in applied healing arts. Talk about Big Pharma's efforts to eliminate one of its greatest competitors, namely nutritional supplements. One of the latest attempts to thwart your ability to access nutritional supplements comes in the form of draft legislation that would require good approval for dietary supplements. In short, it would require supplements to undergo the same approval process as drugs. A discussion draft of the legislation was released by the United States Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee in mid-May 2022, as reported by Vitamin Retailer. On May 17, 2022, the United States Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee released a discussion draft of its legislation to reauthorize FDA user fees for drugs, biologics, and medical devices package, which includes a controversial and divisive Durban-Braun pre-market approval concept and more that would be damaging to the industry, according to the Natural Products Association. The NPA is significantly concerned with Chair Murray and Republican Leader Burr, who failed to reject the radical and dangerous legislation from Senators Durbin and Braun that would require pre-market approval for dietary supplements and weaken key privacy protections of the Bioterrorism Act, which protects the dietary supplement supply chain, said Daniel Fabricant. Ph.D. President and CEO of the NPA. Last time I checked, dietary supplements are not drugs, biologics, or medical devices. So while Congress or anyone supporting non-germane legislation that would only add cost to consumers who are doing all they can to stay healthy is extremely troubling. Groups who have supported this legislation have stated there are protections for technical disagreements with the FDA, like those with hemp, CBD, NAC, and several other products. However, if this legislation were to pass, it is abundantly clear these products would be eliminated from the market. 
For years, the drug industry, with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration support, has tried to get nutritional supplements off the market, and that's the truth. One of the most often used tactics has been to try to reclassify them as drugs. Usually, they would target specific nutrients that stood in their way of profit. But legislation, such as the Durbin-Braun pre-market proposal, would allow the drug industry to monopolize the market in one fell swoop. The fight over vitamin B6 is one example of how Big Pharma tried to eliminate a natural substance that stood in the way of a drug patent. In 2007, Medicare Pharma submitted a citizen's petition to the FDA in which it argued that any dietary supplement containing peroxyl-5-phosphate, vitamin B6, were adulterated under the Food, Drug, Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, Article 402. In essence, the Medicare wanted all vitamin B6 products banned because they undermined the company's incentive to continue development of its drug version of B6. Medicare had gotten wise to vitamin B6's effectiveness in ischemia or an adequate blood flow and decided to make a drug out of it by simply renaming it the vitamin MC1. They entered it into the drug bank and then argued that B6 supplements contained their MC1. The drug bank even admits the rename B6, i.e. MC1, a biologically active natural product which can be regarded as a chemical entity that has been evolutionarily selected and validated for binding to particular protein domains. The main reason why drug companies engage in this sleight of hand is because once a substance is classified as a drug, can jack up the price by 1,000% over the supplement's typical retail. Perhaps the most recent example of the FDA trying to shut down easy access to nutritional supplements was in its 2020 attack on N-acetylcysteine. And has been regularly, this um, NAC has been widely used dietary supplements for six decades, yet the FDA suddenly decided to crack down on it in late July 2020, right after it was discovered how useful it was for the prevention and treatment of COVID-19. And that's the truth. According to the FDA, NAC was excluded from the definition of a dietary supplement because it had been approved as a new drug in 1963. But if that was the case, why did they wait until 2020 to take action? As reported by the NPI at the time, there were more than 1,170 NAC-containing products in the National Institute of Health Dietary Supplement Label Database, which the FDA started sending out warning letters to companies that marketed NAC as a remedy for hangovers. Members of the Council for Responsible Nutrition also worried DA might start to target NAC more widely. So far, that hasn't happened. But Amazon, Amazon, 
Amazon, you got it, immediately stopped selling all NAC products after those warning letters went out, whether the sellers marketed it as a hangover remedy or not. Also, the selection of hangover for those warning letters seemed arbitrary at best. The fact is that several scientists had called attention to NAC's benefits against COVID. And shortly afterwards, the FDA came up with this ridiculous excuse to limit the availability of it, and that's exactly what they did. It just smacked of conflict of interest. Another strategy the drug industry has been using to gain a monopoly over the supplement industry is by simply buying up supplement brands. Nestle Health Science, yeah, Nestle, you know, the chocolate folk. Nestle Health Science, for example, has acquired Garden of Life, Vital Proteins, None, Pure Encapsulations, Wobenzum, Douglas Laboratories, Persona Nutrition, Genestra, Orsica, Menami, AOV, Clean Athlete, Athlete and Bountiful, Bountiful, in turn, owns brands like Solgar, CO Bioflex, Puritan's Pride, Esther C., and Sundown, all of which are now under Nestle's control. No, Nestle is not a drug company. You heard it. The Bountiful brands alone generated net sales of $1.87 billion in the 12 months ending March 31, 2021, so the $5.75 billion agreement to acquire majority stakes signed in August 2021 didn't necessarily burn a hole, burn a big hole in Nestle's pocket. According to J.P. Morgan analyst Celine Panetu, quoted by Natural Products Insider, though the acquisition of the Bountiful Company, Oh, correction, through the acquisition of the Bountiful Company, Nestle can build a leading position in the fragmented category for vitamins, minerals, and supplements, which has delivered the highest and most consistent growth in consumer health over the past 10 years, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and that's what it is, too. In all, a mere 14 mega corporations, many of them drug companies, now own more than 100 of the most popular supplement brands on the market. Many competing brands are even owned by the same corporation, rendering the notion of free market competition null and void. Importantly, owning the lion's share of supplement companies, the drug industry in a unique position to get rid of them whenever they so desire. Let it sink in, Saints. They could intentionally make the company tank simply by cutting advertising, for example. Cutting quality could have a similar effect, while simultaneously cheating customers who rely on dietary supplements for optimal nutrition and health. Most important of all, however, this monopoly over the supplement industry gives drug companies enormous regulatory influence. And that's a way by which they could eliminate independent supplement makers who can't compete financially. Indeed, that seems to be what the Durban-Braun proposal is all about. These new proposed 
legislation would technically ban most supplements. A few supplement makers have the financial resources required to meet drug approval requirements. Few of them do. The only ones with pockets deep enough to do that would be the mega corporations putting vitamins and nutrients through the drug evaluation and approval process would automatically eliminate many supplements from the market and result in higher retail prices for whatever remains. It would also allow drug companies to rename basic nutrients, label them drugs, and jack up the price even further. We cannot let this happen. Dietary supplements are food, plain and simple. They should not be treated as drugs, which must undergo rigorous testing to evaluate effects and safety. Supplements have a long history of near spotless safety and don't need drug-style testing. Deaths associated with the use of dietary supplements are extremely rare compared to the death toll from prescription drugs yet supplements are routinely singled out as being potentially dangerous, either due to lack of testing, lack of regulation, or both. You know, if you want to put somebody out, just start lying about them. You know how that works. The thing is, supplements don't need safety testing, as they are food, and they are, in fact, fully regulated. In 2015, CBS News published a marketplace report in which they claimed a number of supplement makers had ripped off customers by failing to live up to the claims on their labels. Two months later, they had to retract the report when it was proven their tests were inaccurate. That's just one example of how the pharma-owned media tries to give supplements a bad rap. Nutritional supplements are the safest foodstuffs available. Adverse reactions to pharmaceutical drugs are 62,000 times more likely to kill you than nutritional supplements. Meanwhile, in the real world, not a single death has ever been reported as a direct result of taking a supplement. On the contrary, data provided in a 2012 report by the UK-based Alliance for Natural Health International showed that nutritional supplements are the safest foodstuffs available. Your risk of dying from an herbal product or dietary supplement is less than 1 in 10 million compared to your risk of being killed by lightning. ANHI also calculated that adverse reactions to pharmaceutical drugs are 62,000 times more likely to kill you than nutritional supplements. So the one thing that can be conclusively said about supplements is that they may be the safest category of any consumable product. On the whole, junk food and drugs are far more likely to harm or kill you. What's more, lack of human trials does not mean supplements are unregulated. They're regulated by both the FDA and the Federal Trade Commission. The FDA regulates the finished product and individual ingredients, while the FTC regulates the advertising of supplements. So while not regulated as drugs, but rather as a food, they are fully regulated. As noted by NPA President and CEO Daniel Fabricant, the war is far from over. 
We need America's health and wellness advocates to continue writing their members of Congress through the NPA Action Center. Grassroots involvement over the coming weeks is absolutely critical to defeating this radical and dangerous proposal. I join Fabrican in urging you to contact your senators and urge them to oppose the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022 and its inclusion in the FDA Safety Landmark Advancements Act. A list of contact numbers can be found. On the same page, the NPA also had a sample script with key talking points. If you take supplements and you want to continue the freedom to take them in the future, it is vital that if you live in the U.S. that you let your representatives know. And it goes on to talk about the fact that you can call your congressman and view savesupplements.com. Amen. So we want to just judge for his adjudications concerning such. And we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. In mid-November, the French Senate reviewed a draft law that aims to crush dissent using hefty fines up to 15,000 euros and threat of jail time. Anyone daring to criticize medical treatment could fall foul of this law. Considering the COVID vaccines are safe and effective, false narrative propagated by the government, this law is nothing short of outrageous. The French Parliament is made up of two chambers, the National Assembly and the Senate. Bills are examined by both houses of Parliament. Because both houses may amend the bill, it may take several readings to reach an agreement between the National Assembly and the Senate. The Secretary of State for Citizenship and the City, Sabrina Agresti, I don't know what her last name is, presented a bill to the Senate aimed at strengthening the existing legislative arsenal to combat sex. S-E-C-T-S. At the top of the draft legislation are the words, Bill, Fast Track Procedure, aimed at strengthening the fight against sectarian excesses. Sectarian excesses bill table for November 15th, Senate. The bill is aimed at strengthening the fight against sectarian excesses, specifically in health on announcing a renewal of their partnership with the National Council of Physicians, Concel or Days, whatever that is, the inter- Interministerial Mission for Vigilance and the Fight Against Sectarian Abuses, said, given the public's enthusiasm for therapeutic practices that are not scientifically validated, the search for well-being, and personal development, and due to the rise of training courses awarding diplomas not recognized by the state, patients may find themselves abused or exposed to therapeutic abuses, particularly sectarian ones. In the LaRousse 
sectarian is defined as a follower of a religious or philosophical doctrine and, in particular, a member of a sect of a dissident factor of a religion. It is a misuse of freedom of thought, opinion, or religion that undermines public order, laws, or regulations, fundamental rights, security, or the integrity of persons. Persons. Sectarian abuses or excesses have been on the rise in recent years since the rise of social media, but especially during the COVID crisis. The number of reports exploded in 2021 due to conspiracy theories and alternative medicine. Mm. French information website noted criteria that characterized the risk of sectarian excesses, mental destabilization, the exorbitant nature of financial requirements, Breaking with the original environment, the existence of attacks on physical integrity, the recruitment of children, antisocial discourse, disturbances of public order, the importance of legal trouble, the possible diversion of traditional economic circuits, and attempts to infiltrate the authorities. It should be noted that a single criterion is not sufficient to establish the existence of a sectarian excess, and all criteria do not have the same value. However, the first criterion, mental destabilization, is always present in cases of sectarian excesses. On its website, uh, whatever that word is, has a non-exhaustive list of other characteristics that can serve as alert signals, such as the adoption of a language specific to the group, loss of critical thinking, the obligation to buy or sell certain equipment or services as an unavoidable condition of belonging to the group, and disruption of the normal functioning of public services. The new draft bill to combat these sectarians provides for two new offenses. An article published by L'Express summarized the five articles contained in the draft bill and noted, Article 4 creates a new crime from provocation to the abandonment or to the abstention of care or to the adoption of a practice of which it is manifest that will expose the person targeted to a serious or immediate risk for his health can be punished with one year of imprisonment or 15,000 euros of fine. This is enough to respond to the many cases where figures of conspiracy and various alternative therapies suggest, for example, to abandon cancer treatment. In other words, they're going to put somebody in jail and fine them for suggesting even such that someone abandoned cancer treatment. Hmm. Article to abandon or abstain from therapeutic 
or prophylactic medical treatment shall be punishable by one year's imprisonment and a fine of 15,000 euros where such abandonment or abstention is presented as beneficial to the health of persons concerned, even though it is the current state of medical knowledge manifestly likely to result in a therapeutic or prophylactic medical treatment for them in view of the pathology from which they are suffering. In other words, they're going to tell you you need to take these COVID shots because it's going to prevent you from getting COVID, even though we all know that's not the truth. It may very well kill you in the long term, and you will most certainly probably get COVID in the short term. There you go. That's how you read that. That's what the whole thing is. So, even though it is the current state of medical knowledge manifestly likely to result in a or prophylactic medical treatment for them in view of the pathology from which they are suffering serious consequences for their physical or mental health, the same penalties shall apply to incitement to adopt practices presented as having a therapeutic or prophylactic purpose for the persons concerned when the state, when in the current state of medical knowledge, it is clear that such practices expose them to an immediate risk of death or injury likely to result in mutilation or permanent disability. Three, where the provocation provided for in the first two paragraphs has been acted upon, the penalty shall be increased to three years imprisonment and a fine of 45,000 euros. Number four, where such offenses are committed by means of the written or broadcast press, the special provisions of the laws governing such matters shall apply as regards the determination of the persons responsible. The key words are according to current medical knowledge. This basically can mean anything. It just depends on what the experts say it means at the time. Although the bill was presented to the Senate on November 15th, no timetable has been set for the examination of the law in the National Assembly. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen. Amen. There's always somebody out for grabs. There's always somebody out for greed. There's always somebody out there to take advantage of people. And that's the way it is. Brother Marshall, we're ready for the real world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. Thank you for not leaving us as orphans. We continue to continually cast all our care upon you, for you care for us. Because we know, in the natural, we're no match against these spirits, Father God. Because you told us our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. Some of them are the medical industry. Some of them are the pharmaceutical industry. Some of them are in the government. Some of them are in corporations. Even the little drug company, not so little like Nestle. But, Father God, we ask for your divine help. We ask for your wisdom. That if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. So, Father, 
together. We come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace, like it says in Hebrews 4:16. In time of need, even as the scripture passage Sabrina read, said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. So we're calling upon you. You said, what shall I render unto the Lord for his benefits to me? I shall take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Thank you for your blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than I be able. First and foremost, Lord, we examine our own hearts. You said, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Help us, Lord, including me, and each and every one of us, and a lot of family members, because you rule, the most high rules in the kingdom of men, give it to whomsoever you will, to examine our own hearts and our own preconceptions. Because I've come out of the medical industry as a registered nurse, as a paramedic. I was trained in that, and I thought that made perfect sense at the time. I did question one or two little things along the way, like the pertussis vaccine to have possibly more complications than the uh, actual benefits from it. But I, I didn't really question much else. I got lots of vaccinations along the way. I thought they must surely be helpful, and I found out from experience. It's like half the time I worked in the emergency room, I had the the, uh, the vaccine, whatever it was, the supposedly, supposedly vaccine, for the flu, and half of the time I didn't. It made no difference. None. None whatsoever. I thought it didn't really affect what I got. It wasn't until I began to learn little bit by little bit, Lord. That becoming a Christian isn't just doing the Romans' road. isn't just repenting of all a blanket confession of sin and asking Jesus to come live in our heart is actually to listen to him and do what he says. He said, we'll hear a little voice behind us saying, this is the way, walking in. Help us all to hear you, Lord, and do what you want us. First of all, we pray for those who despitefully use us, those that can be saved in every area, Father God, including those trying to control the information that's given to the... um, black, uh, you know, African-American community in the United States to the medical industry, Father God, whether they don't bother to tell them about preeclampsia and the increased risk, Father God. Even as a nurse, I learned about preeclampsia. I wasn't told it was higher in the black community than it was in any other race, Father God. And I, I knew they were higher at risk for certain types of situations, but I didn't know that it pertained to that. So, Father God, we're all learning day by day. And we thank you that all of your children shall be taught the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father. Thank you, Father, for pouring forth your spirit, Father God. We ask you to help us all. So we pray for those who despitefully use any one of us. We pray for, a lot of people think, well, my doctor certainly wants what's best for me. Um, used to think that, at least for some of the doctors, because you could see there was a difference. But anyway, he said, judge nothing before the time. And you said, Lord, if we want to be healthy, we don't want to be sick, we can't carry grudges. Because if we do, even as I've had recent little challenges myself, and I prayed with my wife, I said, Lord, show me what it is I need to deal with. Because we all have stuff, at least I do anyway. Everybody else has already arrived. I haven't fully arrived yet. But you showed me, Lord, even by experience and from your word, you said in Proverbs eleven seventeen, the merciful man doeth good to his own soul. But he that is cruel, he that is angry, wants revenge, he that is cruel does what? Troubles his own flesh. Oh, you mean there's a spiritual dimension. If I get all bent out of shape and angry, my doctor, he told me this is safe and effective. Oh, he didn't tell me the truth. He didn't tell me every possible complication of being pregnant. And he didn't tell me the side effects and what I should do and how, how often I should check my blood pressure. 
Father God, if we get men out of shape, it doesn't affect the doctors. I got men out of shape when somebody affected me negatively in my life. It didn't affect them one little bit, but it affected me. And Father God, you said something about wrath. You don't want us to be, what is it? How is it? The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. May God prevention will grant them repentance to acknowledging the truth. So we ask you, Father God, for those people who think they're doing what's right. They're just going along with the AMA set. Oh, they told me not to, not to mention that to them. Oh, really? Father God, we ask you, Father God, that you save the souls that can be saved. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, like you talk about in John 16, around verse 8. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. Draw multitudes, multitudes to the valid decision, Father God. Not just concerning the medical community in the United States, not just concerning the pharmaceutical industry globally, Father God, including the nation in France, Father God, where before the so-called COVID-19 came out, just before, interesting, ivermectin used to be an over-the-counter drug like aspirin. It's actually safer than aspirin. But all of a sudden they made it by prescription only. Just before COVID came out, it's almost as if they knew they had an agenda and it wasn't necessary to help the people. Because the people in Africa who take things like ivermectin regularly against parasites, they found that, hey, they didn't have nearly as many COVID cases. And even in, in India, Father God, the nation there, they, they made ivermectin available for their citizens. It's almost as if some of those politicians in the rather demonic country of India, at least. They have a high level of occultism and stuff. I'm not trying to accuse anybody in India. I know there's lovely Christians there, too. But, Father God, there's all kinds of people, not just Hindus, that have different agendas. But, Father God, even there, they provided lots of ivermectin, even for free for some of their citizens, Father God. And they didn't have as many COVID cases. It's almost like if they cared about their, their citizens, Father God, the people that live in that nation, Father God. And that's where they have rather strange customs of of being rather, um, you know, caste system. Oh, these people are out. These people are terrible, terrible because they, they weren't born in the right family. That seems to be spreading all over the place. The caste systems, you know, the, the, the um, like the Nazis had, you know, uh, we're, we're ubermensch. We're, we're, we're above all those little peons down below us. But a lot of people have this heady knowledge. They think they're, they know better than everyone else. We used to laugh. When my mom, who was very concerned when her dad died when she was a teenager, and he was a medical doctor, and and it's almost as if he was God. Well, he wasn't God. Some people look to the doctors as though they're God. Father, help us all to have the right priorities. Help us to do our own research and help the people wake up the body of Christ in the black community, every community all over the earth, even France, every nation, to do their own research they might not be able to find the information so easily if some of these things go through, Father God. They might not have an easy time to be able to get NAC and some of these other supplements. I mean, even vitamin B6 is a common supplement a multivitamin. It's almost every multivitamin. It's just common. There are a few of them. They leave it up, but not very many, Father God. So, Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention in every one of these things and inspire the different corporations, the pharmaceutical heads of cor- uh, pharmaceutical companies, the big companies like Nestle, to make the right choices not just to make profits for themselves, which they might be more interested in that. We bind the spirit of mammon and greed and corruption. Satan, you're bound. Every, every spirit behind pharma, pharmaceutical, kind of a, that a perversion, kind of a, that a mind-blinding, 
spirits, every ungodly spirit, cut out your bound, Satan, you're bound, every one of your underlings are bound from our positions, even heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, even according to Proverbs 18.10, the name of the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. From our positions, even heavenly places, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Thank you, Father, for raising us up together with Christ. But God, <laughs> you know, we were all lost, confused. Controlled by pride, presumption, and idolatry. Forgive me. I forgive all those any of us can stand in for, our family members. You said we can't necessarily control others, Father God. We have a hard enough time controlling our own thoughts. So every thought captive and subject to the complete being of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in Jesus' name, even as you remind me about that scripture, which I guess I have to look it up. I haven't memorized it. That's true in john chapter 15 verse 20 it's kind of important actually at least it is for me i'm sure somebody else might find it helpful too john 15 20 sometimes we think we can help control others but no we can't control others we can't control our senators who we thought we elected some of them we did maybe we didn't remember the word jesus said that i spoke to you, that i spake Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they had persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will also keep, they will keep yours also. Yes, Lord. I have had family members that don't really want to hear what I have to say, and that's okay. They need to hear what you have to say. That's what's important. But if they're not going to listen to you, why would they listen to me? If they don't want to listen to you, why would they listen to Pastor Sabrina or Brother Bill or anyone else? They need to listen to you, Lord. You said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction to all multitudes and the valid decision to the Lord Jesus. Give them to the Lord Jesus. We pray for those in positions of authority in drug companies, in uh, any corporation, every, every political realm, senators, congressmen, making decisions about controlling uh, the availability of supplements like NAC and other supplements, Father God, in Jesus' name. And, and those people that are trying to muzzle people that speaking the, what they perceive to be the truth in France, even though it doesn't go along with current medically accepted practices or however they phrase it, Father God, in Jesus' name, which sounds a lot like um, the same people that were behind eliminating uh, ivermectin from being available over the counter in France just before COVID-19. It's almost as if they really do want to do what was uh, talked about in those little stone stone pieces that, that blew up recently down in Georgia, Father God, where they said they want to reduce the world's population. Some Christian, quote-unquote Christian, whoever paid for that rather expensive uh, imitation of Stonehenge, to say they want to reduce the world's population. Now, why is that? Maybe they are controlled by fear themselves, because that's how Bishop Kanko found out. Most of the people on the dark side, they're controlled by Satan. How does Satan control people? Just with fear. But you've not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. So from our position, see how many places Satan, you're bound to all your underlings are bound, seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy, coming against all those, trying to get the right information to the, to the ladies, particularly in the United States, that run the risk of preeclampsia, including those that are trying to come up with a, a new law to control supplements, to quote-unquote protect the people from something that's already safe and effective, Father God, something that actually is safe and effective, rather than the actual drugs, which are not necessarily safe and effective. might be that it was the third leading cause of death in the United States. I mean, maybe I don't know about other nations. 
And we thank you, Father, that there are, there are some leaders in other nations that are actually willing to look at alternative treatments, Father God. I think it was Bolivia, some nation in, in South America, they, they, they got rid of their government. They were trying to push the vaccine, and they put a new government in that actually okayed something that they don't like to talk about in this country, which is rather safe, uh, CLO2, which I can't even talk about because they'll probably throw me up. I don't recommend anybody do it, but maybe I tried it. So, Father God, we, we're allowed to try whatever the Lord wants us to because every creature of God is good. Right, Alex? Every creature of God is good, nothing to be refused, if it is received with thanksgiving, for it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Help us all to pray over everything we take advantage of, Lord, whether it's from the pharmaceutical industry, supplement industry, regular food, drink. We, some people think, well, this is just a pizza. Uh, what's wrong with that? Well, where did the wheat come from? Father God, we all need to pray over everything, Father God. It even talks about the Bible about the finest of the wheat. What about the wheat that's not so fine? So, Father God, not that we're supposed to be in fear, but we're supposed to have discernment, Father God, in Jesus' name. So, Satan, you bound all your underlings around every witchcraft curse and against every one of us from every area, including pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft, eternally sinful from the heads of spirits of sin, from those spirits intended, intended to do us. According to um, Psalm 79, 12 render unto our neighbors, sinful into their bosom, they were approached, where they were approached to the Lord, not the people. <laughs>